This is Will Swan and you're listening to the Amber and Blue. Good evening everyone and welcome to this week's edition of Amber and Blue. Um, I've had some issues with the previous space again. I know, absolute shock. Um, it's becoming more and more frequent now, and and getting quite frustrating, really. Um, and I just don't know what the answer is for it, really. Um, yeah, it just seems to be playing up and all the rest of it. So don't don't you just love Twitter Spaces? Um. Yeah, so welcome. It's what five past seven now. Due to start at seven. Um, yeah, I've literally just walked in from work. Still got my work uniform on, and yeah. So, that further ado, I'd like to welcome my co-host Richard. Hello, Richard. Evening. Evening. I reckon we might be in for a fairly quiet night tonight. Why is that? Because Twitter's not working. Well, I think Twitter's not working and the fact we're doing quite well. Like, if we were doing absolute <laughs> shit, this room would be full of people ranting. But because we're all good, I think I should just start, like, instead of doing a Twitter space on Mansfield Town, I think next week I'm going to do one on Castor. Oh, dang, I'm started on them. Yeah. See, if I if I get a Twitter space and call it, I don't know, problem, the problem with Castor... I reckon I'd fill this lobby of people ranting. We'll be going for hours. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'd have to like, it'd be the first ever 24-hour Twitter space. <laughs> but yeah, so um, we might as well crack on, mate, to be fair. Um, my friend from Newport has messaged me saying he's got a family due, which in turn says to me, I'm not coming on because you're all going to take the piss out of me because you beat us kind of thing. Quite yeah, definitely. I mean, to be fair, if I were a Newport fan, I probably wouldn't come on either. Like, they're in big trouble, aren't they? Yeah, they didn't uh, They didn't look particularly great on Saturday, did they? No, not at all. And I think, I think we could have had a lot, lot more if we'd have, you know, if we'd have put away his chances, uh, we could have had a lot more, to be fair. So... Yeah, it was one of them games where I don't think we necessarily even played well. We just played as well as we needed to because they didn't exactly, they didn't really put up much of a, much of a game. I think us scoring early probably, if they did plan to come and sit behind and catch us on the counter, I think us scoring after four minutes put sort of, put pay, put pay to that that plan, which meant they had to come and try and get a goal and what have you. And like you say, we could have had more. Obviously, we missed missed the penalty as well, so. We could have had a we could have had a few, but like you say, three points is three points. Yeah, definitely. I kind of I kind of think we we mentioned last night that I think come January we need to get that centre forward position kind of sorted. And I think games like Newport shows. I mean, it's great to win two 0 but we should have and probably could have had a lot more. Um, and I think that's that's going to be the thing moving forward this season. You know. Swindon on Saturday are very much... Well, they're a peculiar team, aren't they? Because he started really well and was up there with us. And I think... Was it us and them as the last two unbeaten teams in League Two? 
Uh, I think it might have been, but I think that was a good few weeks ago now, I think, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. might, so, might have been Yeah, they, they had a cracking start and then kind of fell off a cliff. And now they're like, they got thumped in FA Cup, didn't they? Um, by some really lower league team. Um, but the strange thing is, if you look at the League 2 statistics, I think third top goal scoring league is, is that Young, who's on loan from Bradford. And then second top assist scorer is Kemp, who plays at Swindon, but he's on loan from MK. So they've obviously got the capabilities there to, you know, cut teams open. Yeah, I think uh, Nigel's mentioned something similar along their minds after his his interview against Burton yesterday, you know, saying that... um, like I obviously mentioned the start there, and for all they've been on a bit of a bad run at the minute, they've still got the same players that went on that good run at the start of the season. So, you know, it's easy to sort of look at it and say, oh, well, you know, they're on a bad run, we're on a good run, put two and two together and you get a Mansfield win, but football don't work like that. So, you know, like I said, they've still got players that are up there on goal-scoring charts, up there on assist charts. So, we've just got to make sure that we're on our game and, Hope that they just continue their bad run. Yeah, I, I think so. I think this this weekend could be a bit of a banana skin, to be fair, because Swindon are fairly unpredictable. And I know Charlie Austin hasn't, you know, really set the league on fire again this year, but he's still quite a big name and quite a threat up front, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's always going to be, you know, when he's on pitches, especially if he's playing for, you know, for Swindon fans. And, as long as Charlie Austin's on pitch, you're probably expecting him to get at least one or, or whatever if, he, if a chance falls to him. Yeah, I'd, I think so as well. And and like obviously, Louis Reed's going back to his old stomping ground. Um, Aidan Flynn is going back, another one that's going back to his old stomping ground. He was... Um, so many moons ago, he used to play for Swindon. Then he left and went to, I think it's Bristol City. They got promoted, and in the interview, he says, "Well, now you're promoted. Surely you want your old team, Swindon, to come up with you." And like in the interview, he's like, "No, no, I don't. Not at all." So obviously, all the Swindon fans hate him. So he's going to get like fairly abused for ninety minutes. Which, to be fair, it'd be interesting to see because he's not had stick yet, has he, this season off anyone? No. Well, I suppose it's hard to give stick to uh, for away fans to give stick to our. Players when we're uh, on on the run that we are, but no, he's. Uh, I don't think he's had enough anyone yet. Yeah, um, but yeah, it'd be quite an interesting game. I think Saturday will probably be a good game because I think obviously I think Newport came with the injuries and stuff like that and just tried to sit back and just kind of do their own thing. Whereas I think Swindon will come at us. Yeah, I think. You, you'll get more of a footballing game off uh, off Swindon. Like I said, I don't really. I know last last week when Kieran was on, he didn't. Know, you know, he, he was hoping they were going to sort of go man for man and rather than sit back. And I think, like I say, I was getting that early goal against them, sort of forced them into coming out and and playing. But they didn't. I, don't, I mean, I don't know how many injuries they've got. I don't know how close to full strength that was of their team. But it, it, they didn't look. It certainly looked like a team that's in for a long season. Put it that way. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I think so as well. To be fair, they um, they really need investment come January. I know they've got 
they've got a new owner, haven't they? That was the bloke that took over at Swansea who got Swansea promoted all them years ago through the league. So I think Newport will be open the same thing. But they've got a long way to go yet. Yeah, like you're saying, if he's willing to, if, if they're going there to put money in, is is Graham Coughlin the answer? But I suppose that's not our, our thing to worry about. Let them crack on there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's an interesting one because Coughlin has, as much as I didn't like him at Stags, did make some good signings at Mansfield who are still in Nigel's team now, one of them being Jordan Barry. Yeah. You know, so he's, he's got the eye for a player. So, last night then, um, God, what what is it called now? The Bristol Street Roses? Something like that. What is well, it? I don't yeah exactly this so this is the thing so whatever cup you want to call it like papa john's or whatever we're out of that it's done it's over it you know it was nice while it lasted um you know, for those of you that can't remember we beat uh doncaster uh james gale getting a brace uh we lost to everton under 21s again twice in two seasons um and then we lost to Burton last night. However, we did go to Burton, didn't we, Rich? And uh, what were your thoughts on Burton as a whole? Um, well, in terms of, of their team, I think you you could tell. You know, there were you could tell they were a league above. Obviously, again, I, don't, I know they made three changes, so I don't know how close that is to their league one, their normal league one side. But you could tell there was there were a league above. I mean. They were just keeping ball for fun at times. I mean, I know we made we made quite a few. I think it was eight changes or something we made from uh, from Saturday to try and get minutes into players. So I don't think anyone went there. It, it wasn't like the sort of the Port Vale game in the cup or the Re- the Wrexham ones where we we're probably taking it a bit more serious. I think Nigel's pretty much used that competition all three games just to you know players coming back from injury got minutes, players who haven't been in team getting minutes and what have you. So. You know, it wasn't it wasn't great from a Mansfield point of view, but we're out. We don't need to worry about it anymore. We can just concentrate on uh, concentrate on the league. Yeah, I think he's just used it to get minutes in the tank, really, anti. I mean, again, last night you could see like Stephen Quinn obviously played sixty minutes. Um, you know, Luke Sakins managed to get a full ninety in him, although he was rubbing his leg at the end. But hopefully, that's nothing. Will Swamp. Uh, did you listen to Nigel's post-match, Rich? Uh, I did, yeah. Did you hear what he said about Will Swan? Uh, remind me. I think I think he was. Did he feel his groin? He felt his groin. Oh yeah, that's why I came off at half time. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, mate. I reckon it's it goes back to the start of the season. I reckon lack of pre-season. You know, that's. I think that's that's the thing with injured players coming back through the season. Obviously. You know, you listen to retired players or whatever when they do all these different podcasts and that, and they're going about pre-season and now it like sets you up for the season and what have you. Whereas, you know, we've, we 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 had quite a few players missing in pre-season, coming back throughout the season. They're sort of playing catch-up, trying to get minutes in and what have you. And now, I, a lot of, the, while we've been on this run, it's sort of, our 11, sort of, unless there's been an injury or a suspension, our 11's been pretty much the same 11 all the way through and Nigel's not one for making subs until 
75th, 80th minute. So, you know, there's probably half our squad's probably match fit. The other half's sort of always going to be playing catch up because we're only getting like 10, 15 minutes. And that's why a lot of them sort of started in the, in this Bristol Street, what you would call it, trophy to try and get minutes into them. But, you know, now that's gone, we're going to have a lot of players coming in that are playing catch up and aren't fully fit. Yeah, definitely. And and while we're speaking about um, players that are uh, getting match fit, not getting many minutes, um, for those of you not on Facebook and not on the like weekly Moni Stags groups, one player that has... Because whenever we lose, people like to pick on a player. So who is this week's player that everyone's picking on, Rich? Mr. Hiram. Oh, it's Ang. And... Uh, what what are your thoughts on him, Rich? Um, I well, obviously, I, I sit and read read through comments that everyone's been putting on, and uh, I do tend to agree. This season, he seems to have had more of an impact coming off the bench in games than he has when he started. But you could probably argue that for for two two or three players that have. You know, started in sort of the Brist- this ship cup. Um, you know, the start and they don't really impact games like they have coming on. But again, it goes back to what I was saying before. Like, you know, these players aren't playing. A lot of these have started yesterday, haven't started a game since the last time we played in that trophy. So we can't expect players just to come in and sort of set the world alight when they, when they haven't kicked a ball for longer than 10 minutes for a month or so. So... It is one of them, you know, I do think he is better coming off the bench at the minute. That I don't care what anyone says, that there's still a player in there once we get him back to where we know he can be. Whether it's a confidence issue, whether it, whether it is fitness or what, I don't know. But there's certainly a player in there. But like I said, there always needs to be a scapegoat. I think Lucas Aikens took most of it last season. It seems Botang's going to take it this season um, after Gale had his little spell a couple of weeks ago when everyone was slating him. There's, there's always got to be a scapegoat. Everyone loves to moan about a player. and You're never going to get a time where everyone's backing all players 100%. Someone someone needs to be moaning about someone somewhere. So it's Tiram's turn at the minute, but, you know, they'll move on to someone else eventually. Yeah. Um, you know what, mate? I'm going to surprise you now. I actually agree. So I was, I was a little bit bored on my lunch break. And on my lunch break, I go looking for stuff to talk about tonight really we're six people that join and um while i was looking through today i uh i found that boatang every club he's ever been at has suffered like an injury setback so i went scrolling through like cambridge and where wherever else he were looking at like fan forums on him and stuff like that and so many um teams who have signed him and played him have said he's really good but then he gets an injury and it seems to knock him back six months and then like especially Cambridge fans were saying that because out of them all they probably saw the best of Boateng and they were saying like on on this forum like he was really good and then he took an injury and he just wasn't the same and they've said he's very uh, like they said after that he was very stop start so he'd pick up where he left off and then he'd get another injury. And, it, you know, they felt that he never really got back to his best because he kept picking up injuries. 
So, I mean, we both know there's a player in there, you know, towards the back end of the season, he really picked up. Swindon away last year, you know, that goal he scored and how he, you know, bossed that midfield around. That's the kind of player you want. Now, whether whether it's the fact that he hasn't got the confidence or the minutes or, or you know, the other thing is, and let's be honest, the other thing is maybe the player himself, maybe, maybe he just can't be asked. You know, you're at, in the nicest possible way, somebody said to me the other week, some players are league two for a reason. Andy Cook, prime example, you know, he scored all them goals last season, could have gone above and beyond this league, but decided to stay. And then this season, he's put on weight again and, you know, he fluctuates. Like you say, people are at this level for a reason. So maybe, maybe that's Haram's thing. Maybe... He has got it in his locker, but maybe he doesn't decide to show it enough because I don't. I think, let's be honest, I think if he weren't pulling his weight in training, Nigel would have loaned him out or he'd have been gone by now. You know, we had all this with Danny Johnson last year, that's attitude, behaviour, and Boatang's still here. With anyone in our squad now, you know, if Nigel's still naming him in the 18, then he hasn't got a problem with their attitude or anything like that because... We've seen what he's done with players like that in the past. You, you know, if you haven't got the attitude, if you're not training right, if you're not putting the effort in, if you're not committed, then you're not in his plans. So, you know, like I said, there's going to be loads of different things that that contribute. It, like I said, no professional footballer wants to be sat on bench, and obviously we've been on a well, we're still on a unbeaten run um, in league, and you know, changes have been minimal. You know, everyone must be picking up maximum points on Fanob every week because. The, the team doesn't change unless there's a, a suspension or an injury. So, you know, like I said before, we've probably got 10 or 11 players who have uh, who have had a run of games, you know, who are really match fit, on the ball, up to speed and what have you. But then we've got players who are coming in that, that aren't and they're sort of playing catch-up and they're going to be because they're only getting sort of 20 minutes, 20 minutes a week or whatever. So, you know, that will play a fact, you know, you can still expect, but you can still expect more from players. But you know, all these things sort of play into it. Yeah, definitely. But I'm just saying, at the minute, every time we seem to lose a game, there's a massive post about certain players and things like that. Whereas, like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm still waiting for the Mansfield fan to come out and tell me they actually cared about the result last night, that they actually wanted to go through. Because I don't think there is one, is it, Rich? That post come from a game where if you'd have asked pretty much every Stags fan, they'd probably have said, not asked about this trophy, or not asked about this cup, or not asked about this game, blah, blah, blah. But yet, then they still feel the need to go on and and slag players or whatever. And And it was the same when we got beat by Everton. You know, no one really cared about him. As much as Nigel said, oh, you know, we're good to win each game, you can tell by the amount of changes in the team selection that, yeah, he probably still wanted to win all three games in this competition, but he was predominantly using it to, you know, rest players, get minutes into other players, you know, players coming back from injury. You know, a couple of young'uns have had a run out in, in different games and what have you. So, you know, I don't, you know, if you were to, if all the four competitions were binning, this was definitely bottom of the pile. Um, of ones that he was probably bothered about, but like I say, we're out. We're out of it now, so everyone can we can all focus on getting promoted. 
finishing in that top three. Yeah, and that and that's it, isn't it? I I genuinely think that if if we do finish top three and get promoted, there will probably be one Stokes fan that turns around and goes, Well, I'm gutted we didn't get past the group stage in the EFL trophy. But realistically, yeah. after losing last night, to be fair, that's the happiest I've seen Stags fans after losing a game. Like no one were even bothered. I think a lot of us went because we'd never been before. So Burton was like a tick off the list. Yeah, I don't think. I think that was probably the reasoning for a lot of people going. Obviously, the fact that it's a new, a new ground, and it's, it's another one to tick off. And what have you, especially uh, with the price of everything nowadays. Uh, if it had been a another League Two side, I think there'd been a lot more just watched it, watched it at home. But you know, I think that was the, and I don't think anyone went with the intentions of. Being very upset when if we got when we got knocked out, but like I said, no, I and I think even, that's the even, thing. Even teams that qualify, I don't think they particularly want to qualify half of them. But obviously, two teams have got to go through from each group. I think if League One and League Two teams voted whether to keep or scrap this competition, I, I think it would be scrapped straight away because I think there'd be a lot vote just to get rid of it. Do you think they'd get rid of it because of the involvement? Of the Premier League under twenty one size, do you think? I think that, that ruins that's what, the competition. I think that's what killed it for a lot of people bringing bringing the under twenty ones into it. Because I think I could be wrong, but I think it used to be just a, was it just a straight knockout between like yeah. it was just yeah. like a draw. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm no I'm no good at uh, I'm no good at maths working it back for making sure you've got the right teams to get through to knockout, but. It would probably be more interesting if it went back to a straight knockout and if you needed teams to fill in sort of to make the numbers up so that it was right for a straight knockout, in, invite the top six from the National League or whatever into it. And at least at least then it's proper teams and not like you're under 21s that, you know, let's face it, the, the Premier League are just using that to benefit. Yeah, like, and I think benefit. that's it's the thing. It's not benefiting the EFL teams, is it? No, and I think that's the thing. Everything... In football nowadays, seems to benefit the Premier League, but it's, it's outside like the Premier United League, they're not really bothered. It's not like getting Man United under 21s and you've got 1,800, 2,000 Man United fans in the way and cheering team on, you know, it, it it's just nothing game. I mean, we had Everton under 21s, and when we went last a couple of weeks ago, I think there was about 800 there or something. No one cares about that tournament, yeah. And and that's the sad thing, like many moons ago, it was. It was a chance to get away. Well, still is. It's a chance to get to Wembley and it's a trophy. But realistically, it'd be better between, like you say, like it was. So League Two and League One teams, and give, give the two leagues that realistically aren't going to get massively high in cup competitions a chance to win something and go for something. A bit like the FA Vars that all the non-league teams can compete in. Um, I don't see them putting under twenty ones into that tournament. No, because they don't want to now. So, and and that's the thing. It's it's quite sad, really. But football boils down to money, doesn't it? And there's obviously money to. They think there's money to be made by playing Everton under twenty ones. God knows why, but it's probably money for Everton. The rate they're going. So yeah, so that's that's the uh, Papa John's Bristol Street Motors EFL Trophy. What whatever you want to call it. Let. Let's just face it, it's done, it's gone. We're out of every cup competition and I've never been happier about it. Um, 
obviously this weekend it's like we touched on earlier, Swindon away. Um, oh, the one thing from last night I will bring up, and people can like drop in the comments and comment on it. There's a little bit of a debate about James Gale, isn't there, Rich? Yeah. So last night, Amy, who was with us, thinks that James Gale cut his knee open oh. in the tackle. Now, me and Richard think it's muscle tape. So, if anyone was there last night or anyone watched it on TV, just drop in the comments and say, and say, you know, because some people might have seen it better on TV and stuff, if that was blood on Gale or if it was actual muscle tape. Because I still swear it was muscle tape. What do you reckon, Rich? Yeah, I thought, well, at the time I thought it was muscle tape. Uh and then to try and prove my point, I've been back through like the match photos that they put on today, and I think he's on two of them, and you can't really, you can't really see him. Um, when he came out for the warm up, he didn't have his knee strapped up, but I don't know if they would just do that before they went out for the game or whatever. But it just it just seemed a strange incident overall. Really, he was like, I think they 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 went to clear the ball or something. It just sort of smacked him and like knocked him off balance, and then he sort of. Landed landed funny on his uh, on on his knee or something. So, you know, hopefully it's not another injury that's too serious, and it was more of an impact injury than a than a long term one. But yeah, just it just seemed a bit of a a strange one. Came from nothing really. Yeah, definitely. Kind of like took it, kind of like took it full on in the face, didn't he? And then it kind of knocked, like you said, knocked him off balance, yeah. and then it was all about the landing. But Again, that's that's another injury plus one. I think who else went off? Did somebody else go off injured? No, Quinn was all right on it. I know, I know Aikens was holding his hamstring towards the end, but yeah, I don't think Nigel really mentioned anything about that after the game. So hopefully that was just maybe it was just some sort of cramp or, or something when he's been out for a few weeks and then I think oh yeah, he did he said he was only supposed to play sixty or seventy minutes. Um. And because of the injuries we had already picked up to Swan and Gale and what have you, he ended up having to play the full ninety. So hopefully he's not too bad because you know we've we've said in on past ones over the week how much of a miss Aikens is when he's not in that side. So hopefully he's all right for Saturday and we can see him back out there. Yeah, definitely, and uh, I think that's the thing. So well, we've got no one speaking, and it's just us. So. Might as well start wrapping up, mate. You know, nice little half an hour segment that deal. Um, Rich, who's your uh, who's your one to watch this week? Um, well, this this I'll go with for the same reason that I did last week with Aaron Lewis. I'll go with Louis Reed going back to Swindon. Um, I don't think Aaron Lewis really got involved against uh, Newport like we know he can, but hopefully Louis Reed can control the game for us away at Swindon, boss that midfield and pick up another three points. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good shout. Um, so, obviously, this is the part where we do Edwards because he's good, but I think he's getting bollocked by his man. Um, oh, what's he done there? I don't know. I think he's just, just attitude in it, mate. Kids go through it. Um, is he, is he, is he still fuming because we got knocked out of the Bristol Street Rovers? Yeah, yeah, road. <laughs> is he... Um, <laughs> Is he still being bollocked or can he do his because he's good? Oh, I think that looks as it all done to. Um, good chat. 
Edward, I'm sure because he's good this week, he's in bed, so he's he's obviously been properly told off. Um, go on, then, who's here? Because he's good this week. What? Yesterday? For yesterday? Yes, because I went there for Newport, so just yesterday. Aikens? Aikens. Yeah, I do. Good chat. Look, there you go. So, uh, yeah, and you can all hear my Alexa in the background. It's going absolutely smashing. So... Yes, Edwards, because he's good this week, is uh, Luke Satins. And, um, yeah, I think that about wraps it up, doesn't it, Rich? I think so. Yeah, well, anyway, thanks to all five listeners, um, six if you include Rich. Um, Yeah, this has been Amber and Blue, slowly on the uh, decline. (laughs) (laughs) I've told you, you've thrown everyone off the last few weeks doing it on a Friday. Everyone's gone to shit. They must have shed. I know, I know. Consistency is key. Yeah, I know. Well, you can host it then for the next two Wednesdays. Bo- I'm on nights. Bollocks do work. Take your lunch break. Well, yeah, I know exactly. Just, what, just going <laughs> tea room for an hour and a half. Um, but yeah, no, genuinely, thanks for listening. Um, I don't know what to do. Should we do a video one at some point, Rich, and see if that's more entertaining? We can try. Not sure anyone wants to see our ugly faces, but never mind. No, yeah, but we could play like a shot game or something on it as well. <laughs> Live it yeah. up a little bit. Yeah, we yeah we could like have a keyword or something. <laughs> right, I don't know. A- anyone that slags off Boatang, you've got to take like a shot. Well, I'll be pissed after about five minutes, depending on who's in comments. If our Facebook group goes to goodbye, yeah, I'll do it live on Facebook so we can get all the comments on there as well. <laughs> be decent, but yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. I am going to go and get on my work clothes now and have a beer. So. Uh, See you all later. Have a good evening. This has been Amber and Blue and Richard too. See you later.